Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and um, got a great guest this hour, a young lady I've had the pleasure of having on the show over the past years a number of times. And her name is Sandy Donahue, and she is, she is an author. She was born in Sheboygan, Miss, uh, Wisconsin. Some say the middle of cheese country, but she refers to it as her birthplace state, as the middle of God's forest country. The North Woods always holding a special place in her heart. From there, her growing up years were spent uh, primarily in northern the suburbs of Chicago, 
where she first got her start in caregiving by working as a candy striper for one of the local hospitals. Now, the candy stripers, ExoNation, were a volunteer group of young girls who spent their time doing menial but yet vital jobs in hospitals, such as delivering magazines to elderly patients, running errands for the patients, and even sometimes just spending an afternoon chatting and brushing an elder patient's hair. The touch factor, the human factor. These young ladies were so vital to the, the health industry that... You know, I was sad to see that that depart. After graduation, she married and moved to Port Washington, Long Island, where she and her husband took over the management of a family restaurant because of illness. Her father-in-law had suffered a severe cardiac arrest that left him paralyzed over his entire body. But Sandy again was put into the position of caregiving when she rendered assistance to her mother-in-law in in the full-time care of her father-in-law until his passing. After selling the business and moving the family back to the Midwest, Sandy again was rendered caregiver for her mother-in-law, by who now had begun showing signs of Alzheimer's. This lady is incredible. Her story is real. And joining me now is Sandy Donahue. And Sandy, welcome back to the Exxon. Welcome home, my friend. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> um, you and I have talked over the years for... A number of reasons. Number one, I love your book. Number two, I'm an animal lover like yourself. And number three, people like you have a special place in my heart. You're a caregiver, not only to those in in time of medical problems like your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, and so on, but you're just a very nice person. And to me, that makes you a very special person. But let's talk about somebody that, that we've talked about before, Jojo. How and when? Jojo, Jojo, my baby. Jojo, your baby. Tell us about. Tell my listening audience about Jojo. Well, Jojo is a is a little rescue that uh, my husband and I had acquired some years back, and um, for many many years, while while I was a working person, I didn't didn't have many pets. I had a cat. Or two. I had one cat that was with me for 28 years. Wow. Um, and when it was finally time for her to go, she couldn't. She couldn't walk. She couldn't see. She couldn't hear. She could barely eat. Um, but then, when it was time for us to put her down, as they say, because she she was in in such dire straits, the vet told me that. Sometimes animals like this, they have a hard time leaving because they are cared for and loved so very much. And that was kind of the situation with my little Roxy. But with Jojo, because I hadn't had any dogs for a long, long time Mm -hmm. since my childhood, I just decided one day that it was time for us to... To get a little dog. All right, now we're going to have to do a cliffhanger here because we have to take a break. Sandy Donahue, welcome back to the Exxon. Her website is www.jojothedog.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, 
Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs, 
songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Sandy Donahue is my special guest of this hour, Exxon Nation. Her website is www.jojothedog.com. That's J-O-J-O, the dog, dot com. Sandy, uh, just before we went to our commercial break, you started to tell us how you and Jojo met. Yes. Um, like I, I was saying before, mm-hmm. I just thought it was time I would, I would, uh, I was getting close to retirement, and I thought I would like to have a little puppy in my life, a little something to take care of. So I started searching the web. I didn't know what kind of puppy I wanted. I did. I had really no clue, um, but I was looking for a little dog. So I started searching the web, and I found this organization called the United Yorkie Rescue Organization. And I clicked on their, on their website, and they have a section called looking for love and it's all these little puppies all around the country um that for some reason or other had to be fostered they all live with foster parents Mm -hmm. and um i saw the picture of this little guy his picture (laughs) just tore into my heart and i went back to that picture for 10 days in a row something kept drawing me back i kept searching the web and looking around, but something kept drawing me back to that picture of this little guy. You know, I believe in divine intervention, and I believe that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And I believe everything has has its time. There he is. There he is. <laughs> he, know, he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> Everybody has their time. Yeah. And so I, I, for 10 days, I kept going back to that picture. And I found out later on from his foster mom that they were getting about 10 applications a day right. for him. And she said, and you know, all of a sudden, they just stopped. She said they stopped for about 10 days. Wow. <gasps> and they stopped because... He was waiting for my application, and yes. that was that was that. And I have 
uh, if, if I may just read a little excerpt from the book here. Please do. About how we actually met uh, for the first time. She brought him, uh, his foster mom brought him to the house for his first visit, and she said that every time they had gone on a visit, because they pre-screened the uh, potential owners. Right. And um, so they, she brought him over, and she told me every other uh, um, appointment that they had gone on for an interview of the parents, something happened, something horrific happened. He would either run around the house and go to the bathroom, or he'd nip at the ankles, or <laughs> he'd growl at the kids, something. But there was never a match. So when she brought him to us, they walked in the door, and I said, Oh, my goodness, would you look at this precious little guy? Oh, he is just the best. Take his leash off. And she said, foster mother said, but he'll run all over the house, including upstairs. And I said, well, if he's going to live here, he's going to be running all over anyway. (laughs) And she said, but he might pee. And I said, well, we'll get over it. And then Jojo comes in and he says, music to my ears. Mom took my leash off, and I began to run around and sniff and sniff and sniff. Everything smelled so good, and the vibes, the vibes were unbelievable. Love, so much love in this house. I could hardly contain myself. Mom and new mom sat down to talk while I continued to scamper all over. I couldn't get enough. I wanted to smell everything. I wanted to put my nose on everything. I wanted to be a part of everything. Then I stopped. Uh Uh-oh. What if? (laughs) What if I did that? I wasn't going to think about it. I just kept moving. Finally, I was tuckered out. I just stood next to Mom looking at new Mom. I looked into her eyes, and she looked right back. Right then, I knew. I knew this was it. I slowly walked over to her, lifted myself up so my paws touched her leg, and I was leaning on her. She reached down to pick me up and held me like she'd been holding me all my life. She knew exactly how and where to hold me. She reached over to a cup and took a dab of something from her finger, held it to my nose. It was peanut butter. I remembered peanut butter from when baby used to give me some dabs from her sandwich. I loved it then, and I still loved it. How did new mom know? I licked it off her hands as she smiled this warm, beautiful smile with her eyes twinkling. This was going to be the moment. This was going to be the signal. I softly licked her cheek and then softly licked the tip of her nose. Other moms said, oh my goodness, I think we have a match. He always lets me know when it's a good visit or a bad visit. So far, they've all been bad except this one. Yes, we definitely have a match. I kept looking at new mom, and she kept looking at me. Then she kissed my nose. I thought I would melt like butter in the sun. I took the deepest breath of my life inside the biggest sigh of my life and just nestled in her arms. I knew... I wasn't going anywhere. I knew this was the dream of all dreams come true. I knew this was truly my forever home. The house, the smells, 
the vibes, the eyes, the smiles, the hugs, the kisses. It just wasn't going to get any better than this. I felt the water again in the corner of my eye. It was okay. I felt a lump in my throat again. It was okay. But the best part, I felt the warmth of her arms around me and the security of those arms. It was better than okay. It was perfect. And that's how we met. You know, I could feel the love. I could. I, I, I can feel the love when you're. I goosebumps myself yeah. because I remember that day, like it was yesterday, and it was just. It was like two lost souls coming together. You know, I when Laura brought home our last little girl, we've got three little girls. When she brought home our last little girl, she called me from work and she was asking me questions about. Uh, a cat that I had that I loved dearly, uh, a ragdoll cat, you know, he's about 25 mm-hmm. pounds, and he passed. And she was asking me questions about the cat, and I figured, oh, she's getting me a cat. She says, I'm going to be a little late ho- coming home, but I'll be home with a surprise. So I figured, oh, boy, I'm getting another cat. Well, she walked in, and she said, where are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm right here, honey. She, she said, oh, I didn't see you, and I'm six foot five. I'm not that easy to miss and I looked and here she was cradling this little ball of fur a little shih tzu puppy and what does she say to me she says oh it's not real and I kind of laughed because little little shih tzu's eyes our little girl Lola her eyes were darting back and forth and I said well that's funny the little not real dog has real eyes. And she said, <laughs> Oh, isn't she cute? I said, Well, come home, sweetie. You know, what are you gonna do? And we love our little girls very dearly. And I am one of the biggest proponents for animal care uh, that I know of. And we were our company, Relmar, was very proud to be uh working with the SBCA in the uh in the um our our mandate was in um communications and bringing forth the work that the investigators and the inspectors do in the SPCA, and those people are the unsung heroes. They are truly, truly there to serve and protect the animals. One of my missions is to go after the puppy mills. Oh, they are are horrible. They are horrible. They should be shut down. Shut down, and people who ran them should be in jail. And people who buy dogs from puppy mills are also guilty because they supply the demand. And right. another thing that I am dead against is bringing animals in from Asia into the United oh, States know. and Canada instead of making sure the animals that we have now are well taken care of. You have all these organizations that are bringing dogs and cats from Asia and other parts of the world into the United States and Canada. I, I think that this is wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I had an I had a another dog. She just passed just a few weeks ago. I'm sorry. And she was a puppy puppy mill. She was my baby girl, and she was a puppy mill rescue. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name was Lily. Aww. I named her after JoJo's mate from the book. Right. And um, actually, her name was Lily to begin with, and mm-hmm. one of the reasons I fell in love with her because I. I every now and again I go back to the website and there she was, little Lily, from 
from the book. <laughs> so um, when I got her, she when they rescued her, she had terrible heartworm disease, but they were able to cure it and and you know make her all better. But it still plays a toll on the heart. Mm-hmm. And as a result, seven years later, I'm told that they from the puppy mills they only last two to three years. But I I feel good that I was able to give her seven years of a yeah. warm, loving home. But her, the, she used to look at me with these ever loving grateful, thankful eyes, which brings me to JoJo and how I was inspired to write JoJo's book and go into the the pet communicator concept. How has been the reaction by pet owners uh, to your book, Uh, JoJo, A Dog's Tale, an Autobiography? Uh, It's been very good. Um, You know, I'm a writer Mm -hmm. and I tell stories. So I could have written this because we used a pet communicator, and I searched for like six months to find the right person to do this job with me because, like I said, JoJo would look at me with these ever-loving, just longing, grateful, thankful eyes, and, I, and it, it's, it's like we were trying to communicate something to each other but I'm not a pet communicator, so I, you know I didn't know how to do that. But I knew he had a story to tell. I knew partially part of his rescue, but I didn't know the whole story and what had happened to him prior to that rescue. Well, that's le- what the whole story. Well, Sandy, let's about. share with so- our listening audience the story of the pet communicator and the rest of the story on the other side of this news break. Stand by, Sandy. Sandy Donahue is our special guest, Exxon Nation. What a lady. And, of course, we heard from the JoJo in the background before. This is the Exxon. I am Rob O'Connell. If you'd like to find out more about Sandy Donahue, her website is jojothedog.com. And I'll be back on the other side of this break. And don't forget, Exxon Nation, support your SPCA, your local animal shelters. They deserve your support. They really do. They're great people. They volunteer. And the little ones they take care of also need your support. So don't forget... are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, StarWalkerVisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Searching their eyes, looking for traces. 
Welcome back, everyone. Sandy Donahue is my special guest, www.jojothedog.com. And, Sandy, before we went to the break, we were just starting to talk about your, your the use of an animal communicator to help you write this book. So please, introduce us to this animal communicator and the role she played in the entire process. Well, like I said, I, I knew that JoJo had a story to tell, and I mm-hmm. decided to go on a search for a pet communicator. Now, I'm a believer. I believe in all things paranormal, about 99.99%. There is still that one little percent somewhere in the back of my head that's just got always <laughs> a little bit of doubt. I'm kind of one of those show-me people. Yeah, exactly. So I, I went on about a six-month search er, interviewing various communicators from around the country. And one of the things that I would do is I would throw out a little test. Now, any communicator or, or seer or psychic or whatever you want to call them hate being tested. And I know that. And I don't blame them for that. However, that one little percent is still sticking in my head. So I would throw out One of my favorite things was, can you tell me how JoJo feels about his little purple doll? Mm -hmm. Well, when they would start telling me, oh, he loves it. Oh, he just loves throwing it around. (laughs) There is no purple doll. (laughs) There is no such thing as a purple doll. So I knew, okay, Uh this is not the person for me. (laughs) This is not a legit person that I want to deal with. Exactly. When I got to Dr. Kim Mm -hmm. and we were having our our initial conversations um, and she would kind of communicate with him over the phone, you know, they do their thing. I asked her about the purple doll and she went silent for a while and she said to Jojo, Jojo, what about, you know, the purple doll? She came back to me and she said, he doesn't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Got that. She passed that one. And then I said to her, I said, can you tell me about the things that he likes about being with us? And she rattled off a few things which are pretty generic. And I, But then I said, can you tell me something maybe that he doesn't like, that displeases him. minute of, uh, of silence. She came back and she said, he doesn't like the duck thing. She said, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what guck is. I said, can you spell that? She said, I think it's G-U-C-K. He doesn't like the guck thing. And I went, oh, my God. Here's the deal on that one. <laughs> you know how little dogs are, get that stuff in their eyes? Yep. And it gets, can get crusty if yes. you don't keep it clean? Yep. Well, every, about twice a week, my husband and I would go in and clean his eyes. And we called them eye guckies. Oh, my gosh. She didn't know that. There is no, I never said this to anybody. 
outside the house. I certainly never said it to her, but she knew about the guck thing. He didn't like it because I was using soap and water. Mm-hmm. It hurt. It hurt his eyes. She said he asks if you can do it a little different way. Oh my goodness! There it was. There was my proof. This person is for real. So that's how I found her, and we stuck stuck together. And it took us about six months to glean the information. We we would have like two or three appointments a week, mm-hmm. and over the phone. But she was able to. Um, communicate with him and give me information. And we, we continued as the time went on various things that she would come up with, which were astounding to me, things that she could never know. But yet she came up with the information. So what does Jojo think about his book? Well, you know, dogs don't know. They don't know what book thing is. You know, their their mm-hmm. their world is a little different, and their language is a little different. Like one one of the things that she had asked him is what what does he like about being with us? And she said he likes his soft and creamy. Well, his soft and creamy is every night at nine o'clock. My husband brings me ice cream. But he also brings a little plate of whipped cream ah. for Jojo. Now, he doesn't know what whipped cream is and, or, or what ice cream is, but he certainly knows the soft and creamy, and right. he calls it soft and creamy. Again, no way she would know what that is. But anyway, that's, that's their language. Was it difficult? So as, far as, the, mm-hmm. as far as the book, I, what I told him, is that we wanted to get this information because we wanted to make a big story for him so we can get his story out to other humans, to other people, about how to take care of and how to treat little guys like him. His main, main, main message is that humans have to understand that these little creatures experience the same emotions that we do. They know fear. They know love. Mm -hmm. They know anxiety. They know pain. They experience the same kinds of emotions, and they go through the same kinds of emotional experiences that we do, sadness and profound love and and he just wants everybody to know that. And he also wants everybody to know that love is the answer. Love is a universal word. All animals on the entire planet know the word love and feel the word love. And we have to treat them accordingly. You know, they depend on us for everything. Not so much the guys in the wild, but if you're going to take them into your home, they depend on you for everything. They depend on you for shelter, for warmth, for food, for their health care. That's why we have vets. So they are completely and totally dependent on us, and we have to acknowledge that we are, in fact, 
they're caregivers. And this is something but very it, important that people should understand when they go to to bring a little furry friend into their family because the animal, the dog, the cat, the rabbit, the uh, the white mouse, the hamster, the guinea pig are a member of their family. They have to make sure that this isn't just a whim. They are taking on a lot of responsibility when they bring an animal into their home. And be- You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mother. I've never had children, and that was a life choice for me. Yeah. But bringing in a little a little dog or a cat or like the list, like mm-hmm. you said, it's like bringing a child into your exactly home. exactly. There's no difference. Exactly. So you've got to Except make sure that you have the the ability financially, as well as whatever else the little animal may need to take care of that yes, animal. And you have the physical capabilities right. to. To walk them or, yeah. or or take care of them, wash them, whatever it is, you know, they they need. You know, uh, working at the SPCA, uh, it, was very, it was very common to see uh, with that little fish, Nemo came out. Everybody wanted a clownfish. And after, right. and after, the, uh, after the, the novelty wore off, the clownfish was given away. When the 101 oh. Dalmatians came out, everybody wanted one. Six months right. later, the SPCA was overrun with Dalmatians because people lost the, the interest in the dog. And exactly. it's, it's, it's hard they, for mean, the they dog. They treat them like objects. That's like, right. You know, like you're bringing home a handbag yep. or, or a pair of boots or something. No, they're not. They're living, breathing little beings. And they have feelings. And, and they have feelings yeah. and, and emotions. Absolutely they do. And one thing that a dog or any pet will give you is something that is very f- hard to find in a human, and that's unconditional love. Absolutely. And then, and that's another thing I talk about in the book, or that JoJo talks mm-hmm. about in the book. You know, I said earlier, I'm a storyteller, and I didn't want to write a clinical book, so I put it kind of in a story form. I don't know if you had the opportunity to read anything in the yes, book did, or yeah. any excerpt from the book, but, but it's in a story form, and it tells his story narratively from him, mm-hmm. which I think it makes it much more palatable. It's not a clinical book, but one of the things he, he does say, I just lost my train of thought, um, one, one of the things he does say in, in the book is that just love us like we want to love you unconditionally. Yeah, you can tell in the eyes when a when when one of our girls just puts their head on my lap after I get home and after the show and after a day, I'll sit in my chair in the living room, and one or two of them will come out and they'll hop up on the the chair with me, and they'll put their little heads down on my lap. They'll snuggle in, and then you get the eyes looking up at you just as much as to say, "I love you, Dad." Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, his, his little story. His little story starts actually from his birth mm-hmm. um, and and coming out into the hard, cold world, so to speak. And the story of his rescue is interesting, but his story prior to the rescue is also very interesting, how he got to the point where he had to be rescued. And people tell me, they say, I laughed, I cried, you know, um, and there, there's just so many... It, it's following, it's following the life of this little creature who has no control 
over what his life or what's going to happen to him. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Sandy Donahue was our guest. She is the author, or the co-author, I should say, of a fascinating book, Jojo, A Dog's Tale, An Autobiography. Her website is jojothedog.com. I'm Rob McConnell, and like I said, if you've got, if you have an animal, please treat the animal with love because they love you unconditionally. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. 
Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. There we have Paul McCartney oh, paying. He just brought tears to my eyes. Paul McCartney and the Beatles uh, paying special tribute to JoJo the dog here on the X Zone. JoJoTheDog.com <laughs> is the website. Sandy Donahue is co-author of JoJo: A Dog's Tale and Autobiography. And uh, Sandy, as I was saying to you during the break, thank you so much for joining us. It's it's always a pleasure talking to you. And we were trying to figure out if there are any other dog autobiography books that have ever been written, and we couldn't come up with one. Well, I think there is. No, it's about something that's different. There's um, there's a movie out now. I think it's called The Purpose of Dogs or something. Yeah. And it's told, told uh, narratively. But it's about something different. It's about reincarnation of dogs and whatever, but thanks. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was it difficult to get the information you needed from Jojo to fill in or complete the book? Or was Jojo more than happy to, to tell his story to Dr. Kim? Well, it, it was initially, it was a little difficult because he didn't know exactly who she was or what she was all about. Mm. But, you know, as a communicator, she has a way of communicating with him, and and eventually he understood what the whole process was, and we, you know, and we told him that I'm just looking out my backyard. I've got my Mister and Mrs. Duck out there. They come back 
every year because we have a swimming pool somewhere oh, out I there. Um, um, and initially, it was kind of difficult, but once I told him that we wanted to get his story out there, mm-hmm. then he kind of jumped on board, and he was more than willing to, you know, give give up the information um, that was that we needed to make this happen from beginning to not to end, but beginning up to the point of rescue. Um, at his point of rescue, if I may go there for Please, just a second. Please, certainly. Go right ahead, dear. Um, his story at that point was, you know, he had, had been bought from a pet store mm-hmm. by a family, and the family decided to bring in another dog, an, another female, and as a result, JoJo and his mate, Lily, had, she had a litter, and they kept one, um, a puppy, Coconut. So there was Jojo, Lily, and Coconut. Well, as luck would have it, the family ended up breaking up. Oh. They they couldn't take the dogs with them. So what they did is they put the dogs in the basement with enough food and water because they were renting a house. Oh gosh. Uh, with enough food and water for two or three days. And then they left a note upstairs. Well, nobody showed up for two weeks. Oh, my good Lord. And when the landlord came in, he saw the note, and he heard some whimpering, opened up the door to the basement, and there was Jojo halfway up the stairs because he had heard the footsteps um, coming in the house. And the landlord started to go down the stairs, but every time he'd go down a step, mm-hmm. Jojo would go back down a step. What he wanted to do is take him and lead him through the basement to where his mate and puppy were. Now, by this time, they were pretty much emaciated and not doing well, and truth be told, we, we almost lost all three of them. Oh my gosh. But the, the landlord, in his infinite wisdom, got a box and put all three of them in the box at that moment and took them to his vet and explained the story and said, do what you can do. Long story short, they all made it and they've all been adopted out and they're all doing fine. But again, you've, you've got to understand, you've got to treat these little beings as though they are little beings and not objects. That's right. You know, and even though they were with a family who had loved them dearly, they just I, they just abandoned them, abandoned them. That's not you know, love. Just, That's not love, Sandy. No, it, it it sure isn't. You're right. You're right there. You know, if the, if the family it, would have put the little guys in a box and brought them to a humane society, that would have been love. Not the it's ex- not not unconditional love, but at least they would have made an effort to to take care of the little guys one way or another, but just to leave exactly. them in a basement. And with, he, still, oh. he still has issues today. You know, he has uh, terrible separation anxiety. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, he's got terrible issues today. And there were a few, uh, apparently, according to him, a few mm. moments back in his history where he was physically abused. 
the the man in the family was an alcoholic, and uh, you know he went. He still flinches if you move too fast around him, you know. And and this has been thirteen years ago, you know. So. Um, but there is a bright side, Sandy. He has a great mom and dad now. Oh, are you kidding? He is so spoiled, <laughs> and he'll tell you. He tells you in the book. He says, "I've got everything." I've given, he's got special little beds all <laughs> over the house. Every room he's got a bed. He's got a stroller that we take him in. <laughs> he's got a carrier when we go shopping mm-hmm. um, at certain places, not in the grocery store, but sometimes we take weekends and we take him with us. Right. And we go into little boutique shops, you know, little quaint little shops. And my husband wears a carrier uh-huh. on his chest. We put JoJo in the carrier, and he goes shopping with us uh, in the stores. He's just, he's got everything. We have a pool, and he's got his own little float made up like a ship, and we have a captain's hat for him. <laughs> he's our little, he's our little, little Lord Fauntleroy. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's so adorable. I think it's just wonderful. Let me ask you a question. We've got about uh, four minutes left, Sandy. Were there any difficult parts in writing the book? I mean, I, I can tell the, um, there, there was motion when you were telling the story about how the landlord found the little guy and you know, the entire thing with the uh, being left alone in the house with the, for two weeks. You know, that, that, tore, that pulled up my heartstrings. I, I know. It's very difficult. And it was difficult... For, for Jojo also, when he was telling the story, there were moments mm-hmm. that we had when she just had to shut it down because he's saying, I can't, I can't talk about this anymore, you know? And, the, and there were a couple, not just one, there were a couple of instances. You know, there were times when we would sail through mm-hmm. a subject to, or a chapter, you know, and he would talk about this or that, or right. his first time being in a car, you know, that that's kind of a cute, funny little story. But there were several instances where we we just had to shut down the interview because he couldn't he said, I I can't talk about this anymore. I I have to quit. And there there were some you know, it's like anybody who's got bad memories, yeah. you know, and, and horrific things that they've been through, it's difficult to talk about them. You know, and so it is with our little creatures, the same emotions. That is so true. That is so true. You talk about his message. What exactly is his message? Well, his message is primarily that he wants the human world to understand that they have emotions. They experience the same emotion. They experience the same feelings. They know their environment. They know what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, if if uh, if the TV is a little too loud or, uh, you know, my husband is hollering at me from across the room, he kind of shrinks because he thinks there's mm-hmm. an argument or somebody's going to, you know, get out of control. And also he wants the world to know, the human world to know, love is the answer. He says, love is what keeps us together. Love is the only thing that keeps us 
surviving. And once we lose that for each other, human to animal, animal to animal, human to human, once we lose that, we're all dead meat. So he just wants everybody to know love is the answer and keep it going as long and as strong as you can. Sandy, I've been doing this show now for 26 years, and there's one word that resonates with everyone that I speak to, and that's the word love. So let me, you and I have to say so long, but let me say something to you, Sandy. I love you, and I love Jojo for the message and the book that you've brought out. And I want to thank you ever so much for coming back and visiting us here in the X-Zone. Do me a favor, give little Jojo a hug. And uh, to you and your husband, bless you for the great work that you're doing. Thank you so very much. And JoJo says, just say ARF. ARF. There you go. <laughs> bye, Good. Rob. Bye-bye, Sandy. My great pleasure. Exonation Sandy Donahue has been our guest. She is the co-writer of JoJoTheDog.com. And this is for you, JoJo. ARF! We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, ARF! Ontario. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.